Troops, here we are again, another Eagle podcast, another amazing guest. Welcome to the show, Amy McKenna. Amy, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? How's life treating you? Yeah, it's good. Busy, but it's good. Busy. Busy because you make yourself busy. Um, how's your new? <laughs> how's your new academy going? How's the? How's the? How's the empire? Yeah, everything's going well. Um, so we've just opened our second training school in Sunderland City Centre. Um, yeah. So really busy. Just now really focusing on kind of the last um, six months of the year, really what we're going to be doing, um, what we're going to be offering people and how we can take things to that next level. So yeah, busy time, lots of planning going on at the minute, um, as well as day-to-day stuff. So second academy. Yeah. And when you say we, is that have you got a business partner or have you got mentors or who's the we? Yeah, I've got a business partner. So um, we started the academy in September 2017. Um, my friend, uh, myself and my friend Gemma. Um, and really, none of us are from a training background. None of us are from um, an educational background. Right. None of us are from a hair, beauty, well-being background. Both just work incredibly hard you know we come up with good ideas and yeah we just run with it so you're not from a, a hair and beauty background so where well, apart from being a, a woman and um, where does it all <laughs> where does it come from where, where have you got the where's where's the idea come from to get a, a second a second yeah. academy up and running um to be honest ideas just come to us and we just go from wow. there we originally started um with a, a salon um and that was kind of like a a one-stop wow. shop for hair and well-being um hair beauty makeup kind of well-being services um yeah. and we started that um just over two years ago in march 2017 wow. and basically kind of we've just gone from there just starting with a little salon to taking it to a you know two training schools now um for me hair and beauty you know wellness um how you look is such a massive wind now you know it's massively on trend people are conscious of what they look like i think a lot of that comes out of social media um you know people are constantly getting things done to themselves mm-hmm. um it's just it was the right industry and we we jumped in right at the right time um and i kind of saw where that industry was going um so we knew it was the right one to be in so you've got a salon have you still got the salon yeah yeah where, where's your salon so I've got a salon and a training school in Seam, and then yeah. we've just opened our second Seam, uh, second training school in Sunderland. Brilliant. Um, and sort of you touched on it there, um, and we had a bit of a laugh and joke off air about Love Island. Do you think programs like that for you is a you know must drive your business because um, social media celebrities uh, are heavily involved in sort of promoting brands? Um, what's your take on it? And have you ever had anyone sort of social media famous like ask you what will you do this for us and i'll promote your brand or anything like Um, that so obviously programs like love island they're massively driven by Mm -hmm. um social media that yeah like you say they're massively you know they're paid to endorse brands and things like that Mm -hmm. i mean in terms of social media as a whole i think and obviously you know love island's just come back on the first thing i saw on social media last night was oh my God, I need to get to the gym after seeing them girls wow. in Love Island. Straight away, you know, it's mm. that type of thing that people are, you know, they're going to kind of look at them people and think I need to be like that. And I think social media now is very mm. much, it's my social media, I follow a lot of fitness people. I follow a lot of people that are, you know, taking protein shakes and looking good. And, and I'm constantly sending my friend I see a workout on Instagram. I constantly like slide it into her DMs and say, we need to do this next time we're at the gym. So I think it's changed a lot. And I think people are aware of that. And definitely programs like that are, are, are driving the industry forward. Um, because we obviously want the next, the next big thing. Um, you know, whatever that may be. Um, in terms of, you know, celebrities asking us to, uh, and no, we haven't had that, unfortunately. No. Well, to be honest, I actually don't think I'd want that anyway. Cause I think, what kind of celebrity would you actually want promoting your brand? It's a difficult one, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people from from our region, um, and there's a, certainly a few people from up your neck of the woods who are sort of either done Jordy Shaw or um, mm, there's a yeah. guy from there's a guy from someone I don't know if you know him called Richie Howie. He has Team RH Fitness. No, I don't think he, I do. Ch- like check him out because him and his partner uh, Rachel. They've got a massive um, 
fitness brand, Team Irish right. Fitness. It's absolutely massive. And um, I'm not saying they're on the vanity side of it, but yeah. um, he is fit, like he has got a massive following, and he and I know he's from I know he's from Sunderland. Um, right. But on that, like on the Love Island thing, like I, I I'll, I'll admit it, me, I watch it. I don't mind it. I just think it's a bit, it's a bit of entertainment. But sort of what people don't see is is those people have been selected through like, course, a long yeah. process, and I think for a normal woman or a normal bloke who've got a normal nine to five and normal life to deal with some of those sort of like I want to look like her or I want to look like him I don't know how achievable it is and I think you know we've moved away from like everyone has got a different body do you know what I mean everyone's got a different body shape and instead of like trying to think I want to be a thinner a thinner me I think Mm -hmm. a happier personally I think a happier me would be more achievable but um Love Island is is simple isn't it it's good looking people at the end of the day, trying to get famous. Um, yeah, of course. And, and out with that, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, so you wouldn't, so you've had no one sort of come yet, but you're right in what you say. Who, who do you say, oh, yeah, let, let's, let's sing you the brand. Um, I personally don't really want, to be honest, um, you, you know, my business partner has a very close relationship with Jermaine Defoe, um, and actually right. he was going to come to our launch event, but then I thought, well, do I want our launch event to be about that yeah. celebrity or do yeah. I want it to be about what we've achieved and mm-hmm. actually it's about what we've achieved and I'd rather get there on our own and be recognized yeah, for, for what we've done and for what we're about to do rather than because some celebrities endorse us because let's be fair typically what I do in mm-hmm. terms of the training side of things that celebrity is not going to be endorsing that because they've trained with us they're going to be endorsing it because they've been paid to do that and that's not a personal recommendation that's a brilliant mindset, that, because there's so many people, that's sort of the long game mindset, isn't it? There's so many mm-hmm. people now who are, who are thinking, what's going to get me there in the shortest yeah. period of time? Where what you've just said there is, you're like, I'm going to, we've built it ourselves and we're going to build it ourselves. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's a, that's the best way to do it. So how do you split your time between, all of this then like do you still work do you, do you work are you purely managing or do you actually work and teach as well like what's your what's your skill set so i don't teach um to be honest no um it's not something that i particularly want to do i'm not like i said from an educational background mm. um i haven't got a vast array of, of qualifications i don't have qualifications in the hair and beauty industry my background is um and i was actually worked for the nhs for 10 years um oh, wow. i left as a project manager um so i managed individual projects um you know i got people to access health and well-being projects and manage 60 volunteers so my my background is very different and my skill set I would say is in is taking the academy to where we are today in such a short space of time um and I um I mean we originally started the academy with um one tutor and we did around about six courses a month um without Sunderland we now have so not taking that into account we have around about 14 tutors now and about nine courses a week so we've grew significantly and that's kind of over only been over the last 16 months I would say um so a lot of my work is coordinating um kind of staff rotors um you know i've got an an administrator who i manage um you know giving her her workload marketing you know getting out there and um you know letting people know what we do i meet with a lot of people around potential contracts and funding um i'm constantly thinking of new ways that we can take the academy to that next level so um a lot of that involves meeting with people you know sitting down thinking about ideas and stuff so I don't do any delivery. Um, no. So in terms of what I do, I get to manage my own time, which is great. Um, but sometimes that can mean that I can sit on my laptop for 16 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but then sometimes I don't work at all, so it is good. No, it's, it's brilliant. It sounds like you're really full on with it. Um, on the advertising side, where do you get your contacts from? Are you LinkedIn? Are you Facebook, website? Are you literally going around knocking on doors? How 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 do you do it? So we basically um, all of our business at the moment comes through Facebook, literally right. all of it. So we're actually getting a new website built at the moment, Brilliant. and we're getting a full all singing, all dancing e-commerce website. And we are massively missing a market by not having that in place. And yeah. we we understand and we recognise that. But you know we've had a lot going on, and and that's getting built now. It's, um, 
it's with the website designers and we're hopefully going to meet with them over the next week so we slowly get booking through facebook so it's it's great in one respect to see how far we've come mm -hmm. and how much we get through facebook um but it is it's time that we took that to the next that next level a lot of word of mouth as well so we do yeah, get yeah. word of mouth but generally it all comes through facebook mm. uh, on that sort of side with with facebook you're right in what you say there and people in business need to realize this I, like i don't take people seriously who don't have a website like, yeah of course yeah like w what are you doing do you know what I mean? Do you want yeah. me to take you seriously? Then, you know, yeah. um, and a and a good website with search engine optimization where someone yeah. goes and Googles like, um, I want a Love Island haircut, Bosch. Yeah. And because you've wrote a blog post about Love Island, yeah. and that's automatically, it's in your website. Of course, and yeah. There's, there's so many people out there who, who sort of say, oh, I've got my own business. And I'll say, oh, okay. Do you have a website? Oh, no, I'm only on Facebook. And I, I, I'm no. may, maybe wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I just instantly no. dismiss them because you're not in the game, in my eyes. Of course. And I think for a lot of people, though, it's the cost as well. I mean, we have mm -hmm. had a website and it has been basically just a, a an informative website where you couldn't do anything. It told you what we do and that was basically it. And, you know, that cost us and me a couple of hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. When, you, when you're new to a business, let's be fair, when you knew nothing about training, when you knew nothing about the industry, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we, it, it's a risk, isn't it? So we had this kind of yeah. this this informative website, but however, we, we need that e-commerce now. And you're talking, you've gone from a couple of hundred pound website to two and a half thousand pound website. Yeah. And that's a difference. And I think that's what it comes down to is whether people, yeah, for a lot of it, it's probably the investment that people need to make to get that. But yeah, 100% agree. Like, we do well considering we don't have a Facebook, uh, we don't have a website, and I, I can only imagine that once we get that up and running, it's gonna, you know, grow significantly more. Oh, you, you, you'll kill it, and, you, and you're right in what you say. And like every single business person I've had come on this podcast, like, says exactly sort of the same stuff as as what we're saying here. That um, when someone says to me, "I can't afford a website," and I say to them how many times a month do you go out drinking? And they'll say, oh, well, like four times a week. I'm like, like four times a month. I'm like, so there's like, what, 400 quid? You can get mm -hmm. a website for 400 quid. Yeah. Like, you could do something. It's like, um, how bad do you want it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. You put something on, oh, the other day it was really good. It was about like, um, how much you'd spend money on this and you yeah. want to spend money on that. And yeah. You, you know, you're absolutely right. People will say things like, oh, I haven't got time to go to the gym. But you've got 60 minutes to watch Netflix and you, yeah. you, you're spot on. You know, there's a lot of people out there. Um, it's about and, your priorities, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's like you say, it's that affordability factor as well. And I guess sometimes, you know, do you spend a couple of hundred quid to in a, a couple of months' time have to spend a lot more? It's one of those things, but we've, we, you know, we've, we, we recognise that and, and we're excited to get our website up and running and, you know, we're pulling together lots of ideas at the minute. Who, um, and... Uh, who's doing your website like give them a shout out where it, you know um so they're called purple they're called purple digital and they're from newcastle um right. they built um the bradley lowry foundation website oh, cool. so my business partner Gemma, um she she wanted to work with them because she's obviously worked with them for that so yeah, yeah. They, they've, they've sent us some stuff over it's just now kind of putting all the context in which when you can imagine when we've got a lot of courses mm. a lot of different prices it's it's a lot of content we've got to pull together we've just had um a lot of professional photos taken as well um because we want our real own photos we don't want um we don't want like internet photos no no it's it's important um that it's your own stuff do you know what i mean there's a there's a lot of people these days sort of again fake it till you make it stealing people's mm -hmm. photos and yeah you know it, it, it's end of the day you will get caught out do you know what I mean? it is mm -hmm. simple of as course. that um in a world where authenticity is sort of just sort of took a little bit of a slide to left to some people it does to me like it, it means like it means the world to me um mm -hmm. and it's 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 good that you're saying that so on, on your website um how long do you think it's have they give you a time you know eight weeks 12 weeks four weeks what, what i think probably a couple more weeks to be honest i think just probably two three more weeks and we should have it ready i've mm -hmm. had um i've had images of it i've had what it looks like and everything um it's just now a case of putting all the content in it um and us finalizing the content and are they um gonna put you some good quality backlinks in there do you know um because i'm i'm in the same boat as you i i got a website which was sort of got me going do you know what i mean which sort of mm -hmm. got me out there and 
now I've like, I need a better website. And now that yeah. I'm in a financial place to go and do that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so important on, on backlinks that you get good quality backlinks. So for example, um, I might embarrass myself here on my hair and beauty um, sort of knowledge, but say, say if like Pantene did a backlink to your website, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, you, if they recognize something that you did for them and then they put a link to your website, like oh, your, your traffic would just go like through the, do you know what I mean? It would just go through right. the roof. Um, and that's the difference with like a good quality, uh, a good quality backlink. But I'm mm-hmm. sure if you're spending that sort of money, um, I was going to say I would. I, 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 they've sent me kind of a, a big quote and everything, and I've got it all written down. And I know they're giving us um, all the yeah. SEO and stuff like that. So yeah. I imagine for that kind of money, that it's going to be quite good. And as well, you know, it's important that your um, for a market in the business point of view that it's it's your website that drives your business, not your social media, because social yeah. media can just be shut down like that. Do you know? What I mean? like, yeah. Yeah. You you have a fallen out with someone. Uh, you know, we all have bad days uh, and someone reports your Facebook page and just like that, you're on a ban and you mm. can't really, you can't really contact Facebook and say, well, it's, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just that and t'other. And then you're just in the dark and it's like, well, but if you've got a good website, your website, you know, your, your traffic comes through your website, not through your social media, you know, you own your website. Yeah, um, of course. And, and, and that's it. That's the most important thing. Um, on social media, you are in a very, very, um, what I'd like to say, like a, a shootout sort of um, business where, you know, someone gets a hair, hair done or makeup or whatever, and they don't quite like it. They can just go to social media straight away, can't they? And just start firing shells. That's, how do you, how yeah, do you deal with and that? unfortunately that, that... very, you know. Do... Um, I mean, we've had it the odd, sorry. No, go on, shoot. Um, we've had it the odd time, obviously, you know, it's not great when you get that kind of, um, obviously you can't always, imp- you know, you can't obviously, yeah. um, you know, you're going to get it now and again, but to be honest, I would, I just always contact them direct straight away, contact them direct and pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I do. Um, you know, I would, I don't, I don't think issues like that should be aired on Facebook. Um, I, I think generally it's a retaliation for somebody to try and get a reaction. Mm. Um, so when it has happened in the past, I mean, you're talking few and far between, not even probably on one hand. Um, my, I've picked up the phone and that's, and I think that's the best way to do pick up the phone, have that conversation with someone by, by a person. I think as well, it gets you, you can obviously put across what you need to put across in that situation. Mm. Whereas sometimes you don't want to do that in a message because actually if, for example, whatever they're complaining about can be has been taken out of context or whatever um or really th- they haven't got a right to complain mm. then actually you don't want to say that via message because then they can you know things can get screenshot and stuff like that you don't ever want to put yourself in that position no, no, that's, that's a very valid point and that's a great business point for anyone really um especially in the world of now sh- social media and shock and awe you know people can write uh people can just bosh like that write a bad review about you and, yeah um you know, you can have a thousand good reviews and if you've got one that says yeah. one, one star, I guarantee you, and it's the way we're wired as human beings, people are like, oh, what's going on down here, down to one star, let's have a quick look at this. Oh, of course. And, you know... Of it's... course. I mean, it's pri- I mean, I'm just looking... I- I'm on looking for a holiday at the minute and <laughs> for myself and Gemma, because we're just so, we've been so busy, we need a break. Yeah. And she screenshot me two reviews from the hotel that we're looking at from me, one's a one star, one's a five star, and they're completely different. Yes. And they're both from May 2019. And that's wow. like, well, you, you've gone from one end of the spectrum to the other. You, you know, you're totally right. Um, went to, we went to Mexico. There's a good place to go. If you've not been to Mexico, that was, a, that was awesome. Yeah. And we, we went there and the hotel where we stayed was amazing. And they had like the greatest selection of breakfasts on. And I remember like just walking through like walking through breakfast on the morning and we're like, wow. And I remember someone saying to me, breakfast is not much cop in here, is it? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I'd love to see what your breakfast is on the morning because there's like there's almost like <laughs> ten choices here. Like, let's uh, be honest. Let's crazy. Most, most people's breakfast is a bowl of porridge or some cornflakes. I know, in the morning. I know. Um unfortunately people like to whinge, don't they? Do you know what yeah, I mean? they do. And generally and, it tends to be people you know, write a review when they want to whinge because yeah. they like say they want a reaction from you. But no, um, yeah, it is crazy. But yeah, generally we we do well. To be fair, it's yeah. not very ha- it's not happened very often. So you have your academy. Where do you get your where do you get your people from? How do they do? They come in and see you. Do they send you CVs? 
are you in touch with colleges, university? What's the process? Because I know nothing about it. Um, well, not we don't deal with colleges and things like that because we're technically a competitor for them, oh, um, nice. and I've actually pinched some of their staff. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that that doesn't happen. Um, in terms of students enrolling, um, we have a mix in terms of the academy. So we have commercial right. courses where people will just come and pay for short courses. Right. Um, so they'll pay out their own money. It's a private course. They just get in touch with us, like generally via social media. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they want to they want to book a course. Um, but we do work with some um, larger kind of um, government uh, bodies where we draw down funding. So oh, if wow. people are unemployed, we can obviously we can we can sometimes offer them training courses for free. Um, so whenever we put anything out like that, like a free training course, we're just inundated. Um, so generally, we have a mix of about two, three commercial courses a week, and we have about six hundred courses a week. Wow! And so the are the, are most of the people coming in. Obviously, they want to be. Is it mainly self-employed, or are they trying to get the qualifications and then go and work for someone else, or what? What's the a bit of both, really. I mean, in this industry now, you won't find very often that you get employed. Um, mm. When you work in kind of um, a hair and beauty salon, that type of setting, um, mm-hmm. what you'll find is people don't want to um, employ people because if they don't have bums on seats, uh, so to speak, then yeah, yeah. they're actually, there's not much else you can be doing. No, so sure. really, really, if you're paying rent on a facility, you want somebody who's renting off you, yeah, so you yeah. like subletting, to cover your rent, basically. And that's generally what um, places will do. So employ to, to go into employment doesn't generally happen now from this kind of um industry right. so people will generally become self-employed we get a mix of all kinds of people we get people who are um maybe he's had i mean we've got one student who has been in social work for 20 plus years wants to wow. change you know doesn't want to kind of do that for the rest of her life um i work with like nurses who want to change in career um you know people that worked in cost it just can completely vary so you get you get people that want to change in career um yeah. so want to do kind of short fast track courses to start building up around their work um we get people who are unemployed and yeah. see it as an option to to get self-employment um and we get people who are already in salons or already in the industry that want to upskill um because for a lot of the time people might have been in the industry for 15 20 years and might not have um done the current like what's what's on trend at the moment so they want to upskill or it could be like a hairdresser might want to do some beauty qualifications because they want to add some more to the portfolio because if they're not busy with the hair they can be offering other things so it just varies really We, we get kind of all 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 across the spectrum and we get all ages as well we've been getting requests from like 16 right up until we've got people in their 50s that's 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 really good and um I, i've noticed there's like a change in male barbering as well do you do anything is it do anything in that do you do, we do male barbering yes we've got we had male barbering like we have it on a monday and a tuesday night mint i'll um my the guy where i go he's struggling to recruit um, male barbers at the moment so there might be a tie in here um, yeah yeah but he he was saying that he's had to um like he's only a young lad like he's only the same i think jason's a little bit younger than me but he's like we've gone from doing short back and sides to yeah. literally now doing eyebrows nose yeah, yeah. um shaved faded yeah yeah and washing people's hair and he's like yeah. he's like it's gone totally different now and he said the new generation of barber needs to be able to do more than just do short back and sides. Yeah, of course. Um, male pampering or whatever now yeah. has moved on. And he's like, of course it has. Back. And I think men are actually becoming, in some respects, more vainer than women. And, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because my, my, in my last relationship, my, my, my ex-boyfriend, he used mm-hmm. to go to hairdressers every single week. Right. Um, every wow. week, and it was £16 a time. Um, and there was never any appointments. He just had to sit and wait in this really, really popular barber's. And right. he could be there for two hours waiting for an appointment. And it would go every week, £16. And I was like, you take get nothing off. But for him, it was like, well, I get my hair washed and I get like, it feels nice and then and etc. And I was just like, that's insane. But we're definitely finding that I think men are becoming a lot more vain. 100 percent um but yeah we do but we do we do barbering um and oh, awesome. all the students that are on the barbering course because the qualification doesn't cover um wet shave or faded or yeah. the the grooming in terms of the waxing and the nose and stuff they're asking yeah. for that as well because yeah. they recognize that people are asking for it so well, yeah 
J- Jason, when, when I spoke to him about it, he says that, uh, I don't know if it's the same up in Sunderland, but we had a lot of like, all of a sudden, there's like a thousand Turkish barbers opened. Yeah, because yeah. it's part of their culture to do shaves. Yeah. That all of a sudden, everyone was doing um, shaves and then everyone yeah. was doing eyebrows. And then Jason was like, to keep up with them, I've had to go. I've had to go that way. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah, and that's and, it. The industry's just grown. Yeah, the industry's grown all the time, and there's going to be new things constantly. Um, it's it's funny because, like, say, you, 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 we soon as like the next big thing comes out, we try and jump on it straight away. So, um, obviously, have you heard of henna? You know henna, where you go on holiday and in Spain, and the, you've got the women giving you henna. T- tattoos and stuff oh, like nice, that nice. well now henna henna brows came out at the end of last year nice. so it's a sim it's a it's the same product but actually nice. you're putting it on your eyebrows and it's staining your eyebrows and it's staining your skin wow. so as soon as we heard about henna henna brows we were like right we need to get trained in this and we need to offer the training so that's a current thing at the moment so things are constantly developing um you know, there's dermaplaning which is where you get in the um, the blade to the face at the moment wow. which takes off all your dead skin that's really popular at the moment because skincare, um, yeah. skin treatments are you know a massive again because you want to you you know you want to look good. So we're constantly looking at what's coming out and yeah, trends are trends are um, changing all the time and trends are coming up. Where's the boundary between like a genuine medical procedure and beauty? Is there a boundary? Do you know what I mean? Like what what? Because it it seems to me like one is definitely leaning into the other. Like, and obviously I don't know anywhere near as much as you do on it, but um, putting, putting, um, I've seen stuff like chemical pills and stuff like that. And, yeah. and I've read horror stories of people doing it wrong and people getting bad burns and stuff. And, you know, that must be quite yeah, a tricky thing to sort of teach because, you know, if you, if you do burn someone, <laughs> there is. Well, obviously a... some of those things are aesthetic. So some of them things that you would have to be a qualified nurse, so the, it's about knowing kind of what what procedure you can do within your limitations and things like things like dermaplaning where it's a blade to the face. You know we do have to have a prerequisite for that. Right. So it's not a case of you know Joe Blogs comes in off the streets and says <laughs> I want to do a dermaplaning course. It's about right what is your background? You know can you get insurance for this? That's a really yeah. important thing. Um, wow. You know what. Um, what is your you know what's your price skills and if you haven't got them then is it something we can provide but then you have to do this so yeah it is it is obviously there is a lot of things and things are becoming more um things are becoming more governed things like teeth whitening you can't get teeth whitening done now if it's not by a dentist which is only right i was just going to say this to you um well i've seen a few people but i'll use mcgregor as an example he wears these things that he sort of bites down on and it like glows and it makes his teeth go white. I have no idea what they are, but oh, if he's ever know. doing an Instagram video or something like that, he's, he's, he'll have one in. And then obviously he's smart. He's a smart man and he'll have a link to it. And I'm like, well, yeah. something to do with like teeth whitening. But again, what you were saying there is like teeth whitening. Like I would be like, Oh, I'm not going to go see Jason to go and get my teeth whitened. I'll be like, I'm going to go see the dentist. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> that's it now. I mean, way. Yeah, and that's it now, and that that type of thing you've got to go to a dentist now, which is only oh, right. right cool. um, yeah, you can't you can't get your teeth bleached off anybody else other than a dentist. And if you can, then it's probably illegal. <laughs> yeah, so I've just got images of these like um, middle aged housewives doing illegal teeth whitening in the back back. Of the, there will uh... there will be people still doing it. There will be because back in the day, people yeah. paid thousands thousands of pounds for this treatment, this uh, training yeah, to yeah. be able to do that. But then obviously the laws changed, and I think they changed about two years. Ago, but I know there definitely is some people still out there who are still using the equipment and things that they got trained in, um, but they're not dentists. But yeah, wow. you've got to be careful, and that's one thing that I'm really, you know, I, I want to make sure that we're sticking to everything because I don't want somebody going away having an accident and coming back on to us saying, "Well, you, you trained me and you didn't tell me that yeah, I couldn't do no, this." So no, you've... you've got to be careful when it comes to stuff like this. And um, Sunderland is seen as like um, a traditional sort of northern working class city. Um, yeah. How how is it evolving in that sort of side from like the male side, the male grooming side, and and, and sort of from from the beauty side? Um, are you seeing a lot of different trends? Because traditionally, you know, obviously it's a super working class city. Yeah. And I, know, and I know loads of lads from like Pennywell and and, and Hendon and all that. Yeah. And I wouldn't have them down as like eyebrow waxes and nose. No. Do you know what I mean? But it, obviously, moving on, isn't it? It is moving on, and I think obviously 
I mean, dependent. You know, a lot of people don't work, don't live in Sunderland. They might, they might work there, mm. or or vice versa, sort of thing. I think, I think, like, see, as a whole, like, we get, um, we get models in for the students on a Monday. We obviously in see them, not yeah. in Sunderland at the moment. But we get models in for the students, and they've always got men coming in to get treatments done. Yeah. Um, sorry, too. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, um, I think it's just the way things are evolving, and I definitely can see more and more people. Um, I've seen I watch Instagram to be honest actually it's funny because I actually sat watching an Instagram person um, a, a barber in uh, Newcastle and he's got a full Instagram page and I was actually sat watching him do some videos on Instagram and I actually found it quite therapeutic yeah um, Anthony do you know who Anthony Hutton is yeah yeah well he's got a barbershop here in Dalton um, right and he's got like he opened a barbershop but it's a bar on a night time so when the lads uh, go the haircuts right. Um, it's yeah. like a bar and barbers and he's doing That's really good. well do you know what I mean he's doing really well and you know all, all the best to the lad he's, he's got a good he's got a good business and it's always busy I and, think um, when it comes to a business you've got to be different um, and, yes. and there's a lot there's a lot of training academies out there um, and I, I honestly think the main thing about being in business is being different yeah. um, because you've got to stand out and yeah. straight away he stands out for what yeah, he's yeah. doing. Yeah. So we obviously, I know people in this industry, it's funny because when we started the training academy, I knew of kind of two other training academies in the Northeast yeah. and now I know of about six in Sunderland. So they're popping up all the time because people can see the, where the industry is going. Um, but it's about being different and that's one thing that we try to do. So I'm quite creative and I think that's why we've got to where we are today because I'll always think of new ideas and, and I'll think of those new ideas and I'll run with them because I know that it will set us apart from other training schools. This, you're totally right. Every business, it doesn't matter what you're selling, you have to have your USP. You've got to yeah. have, do you know what I mean? You, of course you, you do, yeah. And you can't be afraid about... Um, you will never be liked by everyone and nor should you want to be. No. You know what I mean? You, you'd be liked by who you're liked by. And, um, you know, that's, that'll be your strength at the end of the day. But no, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And there's a lot of, there's in Dalton, we have like, we have a lot of, um, coffee shops and we have a lot of barbers. So you can get hat, you can have a lot of cafe and you can get your hair cut yeah. in, in, in lots, yeah. of, lots of, lots of different places. Um, so obviously with the evolving of the high street and the changing dynamic of the high street, um, certainly one industry that's not suffering is barbers and, no. and salons. Cause We've all got hair. We've all got faces. Um, and yeah. everyone wants to spend money on them. So yeah. you, you're right. You know, you've moved into an absolute um, winning winning category. You know, tomorrow people ain't going to stop going and getting the haircut. People might stop going out drinking or they might not buy as many clothes. But, you know, when people need a haircut, they're like, yeah. Yeah, and these things become an addiction as well. When people mm. get their nails done, when people get their eyelashes done, it becomes, you know you feel worse for not having it for some something that you've had for so long. If you've got, if you used to get your nails done every two weeks or you get your eyelashes done, <laughs> then you don't feel as good when you don't have them done. So that's yeah. why people keep going back because they want to feel good. Um, and again, it comes again, it, a lot of it comes out on social media because actually you want to feel good. You know, mm. what do you look like on social media and everything else that comes with that? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, so, Let's move on to um, Make or Break. Um, I had the yeah. pleasure of being a part of Make or Break um, at the weekend just gone. Now, you did the one before the one I got involved with. Um, can't give too many secrets away because Tom Crockwell, he's, he, he's like, you know, don't, don't, don't give it all away. But what did you, how did you feel going into Make or Break and what made you go on it? Because obviously you're quite, no, you're not quite, you are a driven woman and you've got all yeah. this, you know, people would look at you and say, well, why would she need make or break? So what sort of made you think I'm doing that course? What was it that sold it for you? Um, well, SES Who Dares Wins was on at the time. So that obviously, <laughs> because, you know, right, that's, always, that's yeah. always something that I've thought looked quite good, although I think it looks horrifically hard. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm... I've always been about pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I always want to do things that's going to make me a better version of myself. Um, and I'd actually, I, feel, I think I'd actually become in a bit of a lull towards the end of the, the, the uh, towards the end of 2018. And I felt myself slipping into a mindset where I'd actually become quite socially isolated. Oh, I didn't wow. really want to do anything. 
I didn't even go to my Christmas party because I didn't want to go. I didn't want to talk to oh, people. Wow. And I'd actually become in quite a, a negative mindset. And I was struggling to get myself out of that. Um, so that was one of the reasons why I did go, um, to try and obviously, you know, get, get myself out of uh, where I'd become. Yeah. But also, um, like I say, I, I want to do things that challenge me. So obviously that weekend was very physically and mentally challenging. I've, um, I did a fire walk in April. Yeah, that wasn't that good, actually, unfortunately. I wanted people like, why did you want to have burnt feet? And I was like, well, I wanted to feel like I was going to have burnt feet. So I was right. scared to do it. But no, I didn't. Um, so I'm always looking for new things. I, I've done a lot of traveling on my own. Um, last year I went to Bali for a month. I went to Central oh, America awesome. for a month on my own. So I like to put myself in positions where I'm going to grow as a person. And I, I, I figured that would be a weekend that would do that. Amazing. You, we, we definitely took it to the next level this weekend. You definitely thought you were on Who Dares Wins. Um, oh, I don't know. Like it was freezing in February. Absolutely yeah. freezing. <laughs> when we had to go in the water. Oh my God. <laughs> I, it was, to be honest, the, the, the weekend was hard. It was, um, yeah. I found it painfully hard at times, um, to be honest. He's created um, he's created an absolute fantastic cause, and obviously he keeps on adding new elements to it. Like, yeah, of course. Um, I I only wasn't on that because I think it clashed with something else that I was doing. Uh, yeah. Oh no, I was in sorry, I was in the Atlas Mountains. I was in Morocco. That's where I was. So right. I couldn't I couldn't do it for that reason, but like, I am fully on board with it now and. Um, I can see this week from the benefit from the other women that have been on it. Um, yeah. And the sort of feedback that they've, I've been getting personally, like messages that they've sent me personally, and then which I've seen them post in the group page. And, and, and I'll tell you now, n- none of them liked me within the first like hour of meeting mm-hmm. me because we just went down accountability street. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, it is true. You will never improve in a comfortable situation. Do you know what I mean? You you've, got to, you've got to be pushed and you've got to be doing things where you think this is like, Virgin on the edge of madness, but um, who dares wins at that program and programs like that have certainly whipped up a, a feeling within the UK um, where people do want to sort of think, oh, I, I wonder where where the limit is and yeah, where where I can push myself to. I think you're always going to get you're going to get two different types of people. So you're going to get the type of person that wants to do it and you know will try, and then you're going to get someone that will never ever ever even dream mm. about it. I mean, I came back from that weekend and I told a couple of my friends and I told them if I knew they were going to do it, I wouldn't have told them what was involved because then they would never yeah, pay to do it. Yeah. But like when I told them because I knew they'd never do it and they were just like, I can't believe you did that. I don't know why you, why on the earth you would ever put yourself through that. So you're always going to get that two different type of people, but they're also the type of person that is set in their ways. They enjoy yeah. their job. They're, they're happy with what, where they're at. Then they're, they're not, they're not bothered about growing and that's the difference. So you, you, is this a fair assumption? Some people are happy with mediocrity. Some people oh, 100%. Happy. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because sometimes I can, be, I can be mega harsh and I say things and people are like, oh, that's harsh. Because, like, I don't really have a harsh meter. Like, I never really, mm-hmm. like, no. I just say it and if it sort of upsets people and, like, it's like, well, it's on you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, <laughs> I've been in some absolutely mental situations where it's like, wow. But, yeah, I think you're right there. And it's not, it's not a knock on people. Some people are just happy with being average. Oh, of course, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. And some no, people, no. like you say, they don't want to go for promotions in their job. They're happy with where they're at, and you know they don't want to risk things, and mm. they don't want to try. I've got friends that don't want to try new things. Like they don't like. I'll. I mean, I start. I went to an, an aerial class the other week where you, you, you know, you're in the hoops in the air and you spin oh, yeah. around and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, somebody told me about it, and I was like, that sounds great. I'm going to go, and I oh, booked dude. it there and then. And some of my friends were like, Amy, are you absolutely mad? You just do anything. I'm like, well, why not? No, it's good. It's that thing, isn't it, between chiefs and Indians, do you know what I mean? Like some people just design, you know, just to soldier through life and then there's people who are like, right, I need to be doing this and I need to be doing that and I need to be taking mm-hmm. big risks. Yeah. And um, is there anyone who you listen to podcast-wise or anyone like a business mentor or... I know um, Victoria. I know you and Victoria are good uh, friends, and she's a very inspirational person. Yeah, you know, she is. She's she's great. Um, I like to listen to Tony Robbins. <laughs> Tony Robbins is great. Yeah. Um, I like to listen to um Gabrielle Bernstein. Um, yeah. I listen to um, 
I don't really like audio books, to be honest. I prefer to just read a book. Right. Um, old school. I like it. Yeah, I don't like audio books. I just can't seem to I can't seem to engage in them. I just kind of my mind goes somewhere else. Yeah. Um but no, just kind of I would I kinda of look on YouTube a lot. I don't generally listen to podcasts to be honest. Yeah. Um well not so much I don't listen to them, I just go on YouTube. I just generally go on YouTube and look for something on there. Um, or if I've got a particular subject that I want to listen to, I'll just Google the subject. No, that's, that's, that's fair enough. So away from, away from business and away mm-hmm. from what, what do you do fitness-wise, like training, enjoyment, what, what other things do you do? Are you a CrossFitter? Do you enjoy yeah, running? So, yeah, so I go to a CrossFit gym. Um, right. So I do, I do CrossFit. I train minimum five times a week but preferably about six times a week I would train um last week I did train every day actually I was pretty exhausted by the end of the week um so I do fitness is kind of like a way of life for me it's not really um it's something that I have to embed in my life so generally what I'll do at the start of the week is I'll plan I'll look at what the workouts are for the week and I'll plan my diary around going to the gym. Mm. Um, I'm quite lucky in that the fact that obviously because I do work for myself and because I do a lot of the stuff that I do in terms of my job, I can actually do it from home. So what I'll generally do is um, I prefer to train on the morning. I prefer to do like a 9, 15, 10 o'clock class because it gets to kind of like 4 or 5 and I start to lose my motivation mm. and stuff. But yeah, training is a weird life for me. If I don't go to the gym, I will argue with myself mm. and then I will be angry with myself all day. So it's easier to just go. Um, so yeah, I do like to train a lot. Don't really go out socialising very much anymore. Um, I feel like life just kind of takes over and you know hangovers get worse as you get older oh. um so yeah don't really go out that much anymore holidays i love a holiday so yeah. last year i like i went away four four or five times last year but mm. two of them for a month at a time awesome. um so yeah holidays are a big thing for me i do like to get away trips i like to try new places and stuff um sure. but yeah and just hanging out with my friends going for walks and stuff um obviously i've got a little dog so i take her out um and i'm currently trying to do 100k a week steps so that's my goal at the minute. 100k a week? Yeah, so about 15, 15 ish a day. Yeah. Thousand. Yeah. So is that's that what I'm trying Fitbit? to do. Is it Fitbit or Garmin? Uh, Apple Watch. Right, well, here's a date for your diary 14th of September, 100,000 steps in one day. Um, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's, it, it is a challenge for you. Um, I know. Cha- Tom's trying to get me to do that. Challenge accepted, well done. Um, <laughs> It's the most barbaric day of your life, I'll tell you that much. Oh, now. I've God. Done it, I've done it three times. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it's good for a giggle. Um, right, we've absolutely talked through this, so we're going to sort of start to wrap, wrap it up a little yeah. bit. We're going to end the show with what I like to call the five watts. So let's fire straight into them. Um, so number one, what's the greatest advice you've been given? Um, for me, in terms of business... Um, residual income so looking at um i've set my business up to a point where i earn residual income so i'm quite lucky in obviously i know victoria through having an album business i've got yeah. an album business as well um okay and what i basically learned through that is is about being able to the the, the beauty of um being paid when you're not actually working mm. and i've set my academy up so that i earn residual income so actually when I take a month off, I still get paid. It's funny because I, I I met with someone earlier and she said, oh, what do you do about sick pay and what do you do about holiday pay? And I said, well, to be honest, I don't need it because I've got residual income now um, because actually I still, a lot, of what, a lot of the things that I do, I can do from home and I can set things up for months in advance so I can effectively actually then take some time off and still get paid. And I think that's so important because A, you don't know what's around the corner and you might not be able to work, um, yeah. you know, it's life's about having some freedom and at the end of the day you know I don't want to be restricted to a nine-to-five job I don't want to be restricted in what I do with my time I want to go to the gym when I want to go to the gym mm-hmm. I want to go and see my friends when I want to go and see my friends it's funny we had a wedding last year and one of my friend's partners couldn't be there because he couldn't get the day off work and I was like oh I didn't even think about that because it was a Friday mm-hmm. and it was just that kind of thing doesn't even cross my mind now because I do I just do what I want um so yeah setting a business up so you can effectively get paid when you don't work that's smart, that. And anyone who was listening to that, that's that they should definitely write that down and take note of it. Um, second, what? Uh, what's on your bucket list? 
Oh, God. My bucket list is mainly about travel, really. Just I want to see so much more of the world. Um, I absolutely love to travel. Like, I just want to go to new places. Um, I'm living with my parents at the moment because I sold my house um, and haven't found a house. So I need to... On my bucket list is to get my dream home. Um, I haven't wow. decided what that looks like yet, but yeah, you know, I'm, that's what I'm kind of working working towards. Um, but just just doing things that I want to do, being able to to achieve what I want to achieve in terms of business, you know, probably or I want to franchise the academy. That's on right. there. So that's right. one thing that I'll probably look at within the next two years is to to franchise that out as well. So, um, but a lot more travel. Fair enough. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, oh, this is always a good one. Uh, what's your toughest day? It, do you mean so in relation so, to life or to business? Just or? something that's really ground you down. Do you know what I mean? Something where you, you know you're almost at the edge where it was like, I'll never forget the 14th of uh, February 2014. Do you know what I mean? Like one of them days that yeah. really stick in your mind where you think, I don't ever want to see that day again. I mean, I think it's, um, I mean, that's a hard one, really. I think for me, when a lot of my mindset changed was when Jemison Bradley passed away. Right. Um, and I can remember the moment mm. completely. Like, I was about yeah. to walk out the door to go to a meeting. I got the text from Gemma. Obviously, this was, you know, yeah, yeah. 10 minutes after Bradley passed away or whatever. Um, and just that process in itself, mm. um, we were actually meant to be going away for Gemma's birthday about, I think it was, a week after Bradley first went into hospital without us even knowing what was wrong with him at this point. And it's funny because her life changed significantly from that day. Yeah. Um, and I remember her going into hospital. I remember texting me saying, Carl was at the football match and they thought Bradley's stomach was twisted. And then next thing I know, I get some message to say he has a tumour. And it's just, it's it, going into hospital and seeing um, mm. Gemma and seeing Bradley and everything. You know, Gemma at that time would have been the same age as what I am now. Mm. And her life changed significantly. And yeah. she spent months and months and months of her life in hospital for years on gone. Yeah. And it's when Bradley, when Bradley did pass away at six years old, it kind of made me realize then that you do not know what is around the corner, whether oh, no. that is for you or for somebody in your life. Um, and I think just that process in itself, I'll always remember that time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, 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 I took a lot away from that in the fact that obviously Bradley was here for a purpose um yeah. but actually it made me realize that life's too short and i just think you just don't know what's around the corner i think when something like that happens to you so closely then you do realize you, you know you're right there um when you said that he was here for a purpose like i think everyone i'm certainly aware of that illness now do you know what i mean like i, I didn't know anything about it before before Bradley, yeah. but the sheer amount of um outpouring of support yeah and, you know it certainly it de- has definitely brought it to the light now and it's um, it's it was it was a it's a tragedy and um i think i told you when i spoke on the phone we had a mm. a, a guy at the gym where i train his son passed away yeah um on christmas eve of all days and, and yeah and i just i just, I, I didn't even really know the do you know what i mean but yeah i, I just i was like that Christmas day, like that Christmas whole period for me, I was just yeah. thinking to myself, you know, I've got everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, of course, of course. <laughs> it is. It, it's those such types a humbling of, process. It is, it is. And those types of things hit home. I mean, I remember the first Christmas, Brad passed away in the July and mm. I remember that first Christmas and I cried for the full Christmas, Christmas Eve, Boxing mm. Day, Christmas Day, just thinking about what they were going through and, and everything else and it, it we need to be grateful for what we've got and I think those types of unfortunately it, it takes those types of situations to make us us realize that but yeah that that kind of process and that day will always stick in my head forever yeah um yeah that's it's it's yeah that's that's definitely one to um remember um mm-hmm. moving on to a happier happier moment um what's been the happiest day either something you've achieved personally or maybe someone who you've mentored and then has really grown on and gone on. Do you know what I mean? There's very mm, different. That's hard that I think that's probably harder to be honest. Right. I think my, my problem is, and I don't, it, it's funny cause I don't often sit back and think about what we've achieved cause I'm too busy always thinking about the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always thinking about what's next, what's next and things like, 
I mean, again, it's it, to be honest, it comes to it's. I should be more grateful, to be fair, for what I have achieved. Um, but I don't. I just constantly think about what next. Um, I honestly don't know. That's the answer. I don't. Um, I can't think of a significant event or or anything really for me. I don't know. To be honest, maybe I haven't had it yet. Maybe because I haven't had it yet, and maybe there'll be a point. I, I would hope that in my journey that I sit back and think, "Wow, like." Do you know what I mean? But yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. If you haven't had it, you haven't had it. Um, yeah. A lot of people who come on the show obviously have have children, and obviously yeah. that's the that's the ghost in my room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the default answer. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, moving on to the last one. Yeah. Uh, what's next? What's next for the empire? <laughs> um, who knows? I mean, probably a third academy at some point. Um, need to just decide where um, I do want to franchise the academy um, yeah just just grow even further and grow more to the point where I have more time freedom Mint. more that's, staff that's 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 brilliant um, would you have any uh, well you don't strike me as a tribal sort of girl so you'd have no drama in moving into Newcastle it's <laughs> for um, the well do you know the only reason why I wouldn't? Because I don't like driving up there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'd probably come south of the patch. Uh, I've got, I've got, I've got a niece in Leeds, um, and okay. I would like, to, and I've, so I've got, a sis, I've got obviously a sister-in-law and stuff there, and she's quite keen to get involved at some point, and and you know maybe yeah. maybe move further down the patch because um, I'm not really, I'm not a city girl. I'm not. I like the quiet life. I like the nice countryside, and I like where we are. So I like the coast and stuff, no. and oh, Newcastle is. Yeah, you've got a nice um you've got a nice coast up there and I've I've yeah. done up the coastal route from, from Sunland down to Hartlepool. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice and obviously where you're from there seems uh, not a bad little spot, is it? And uh, no. where the Tommy is on the on the coast. Yeah, it's of, lovely. Lovely yeah, there. Yeah, there's plenty of photos of that. Um brilliant Amy, where can people find yourself in your academy and you know, give yourselves a big shout out on your social yeah. media links? So we are Bella Marie Training Academy. Um, right. So you can literally find us Bella Marie Training Academy on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, our web, new website will be bellamarietrainingacademy.co.uk. Um, and obviously I'm on Instagram as well and I'm Amy McKenna 18. Brilliant, brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been an insightful um, 50 minutes with Amy. I hope you've taken a lot away. And if you haven't, then you need to re-listen to it because she dropped some absolute truth bombs there. And some proper power players on how to how to get on in business. Amy, I thank you very much for your time. Um, no I'll problem get this at all. Thank you for and me. I'll send you. I'll send you the links. Okay. Right. Fabulous. Thank you very Adios. much. Good night. Good night. Goodbye.